Welcome, everyone, to the Alaska Sports Talk podcast. This is Isaiah Vreeman with Brad Lowers and Keaton Homer with us. I uh, just want to remind you guys, like and subscribe the show. Check out Alaska Sports Talk on social media through our Facebook and Instagram page. We'll be posting on our podcasts, about our podcasts there, as well as some upcoming information with previews for hockey and basketball and volleyball, things that we'll get to later on in the show. But we have to start with high school football. We just finished our state championships for Division II and Division I on Saturday the 21st. And, well, Keaton, if you, if any, if those people that listened to our last podcast, Keaton Homer made some predictions in the D2 and the D1, very specific predictions for the Soldatna <laughs> game, the Soldatna Lathrop game. And Keaton, you were just a tad off, just a tad off on the Soldatna and Lathrop game with Soldatna being up in the fourth quarter and uh, Soldatna coming back with two touchdowns by the quarterback, I believe it was. Yeah, um, Zach Buckby. Yeah, Buckby. Buckby was going to toss two touchdowns for Soldatna to take it. So Soldatna ended up beating Lathrop 64 to 14. So Keaton, uh, what happened? Well, I, I think they listened to the podcast and I angered them. Like Soldatna was just very, very angry. And they came out and obviously from uh from the opening gun, they were yeah, they hit the ground running quite literally. I mean, they racked up they racked up a upwards of 600 yards of offense in that game, I think it was. They had three guys rush over 100 yards. I mean, Zach Buckby had 154 total yards and four touchdowns. I mean, so obviously they listened to the podcast, heard my stupid prediction. They're like, well, let's just show this. Show this guy. So I, I think that's exactly what happened. But credit to the the So High Stars taking the championship back down to the peninsula after um, last year when they – Lock to Lathrop, they get it back, so it's their second title in, uh, in three years. So they certainly deserved it. They were very, very impressive uh, all four quarters for 48 minutes of football there. And Galen Brantley gets yet another state championship down uh, on the peninsula, so very impressive. But, again, I'll take a little bit of credit just because the prediction was so wild. I know somebody – on the team listened and it was like guys look at look at this idiot like well this is what he thinks like i think that's they, fair they, yeah that's fair yeah i mean yeah yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think i think you've got that nailed they they heard the podcast and like yeah we're yep. gonna eat yep 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 specifically <laughs> yep. i i think so you really should be able to take sole credit for that win i know the players are on the I, field but without your motivation I don't know. I think I should get a ring. I I really do. I think uh, you know I contributed that much. You know? We can talk to Galen <laughs> and ask him. Brad, you called you called the game. Uh, what do you think? What happened? What? Tell us a little summary on the game. Well, I think it was a lot of wisdom in not picking the game. Uh, we did talk <laughs> about how consistently Aldotna scored more than 60 points. Yet you wouldn't expect that to happen in a championship game. But it was amazing how, you know, runners ended up wide open. I think uh, I mentioned that 
if I was, if there was reincarnation and I was somebody who was reincarnated, I'd like to come back as a soldat. Never mind that. Because, boy, they were, they were out in the open. And if you were broadcasting the game or you're an official, you just have to be patient because oftentimes, you know, if you're too quick on the call or too quick on the whistle, um, Saldana was going to feel, you know, fool you. And, you know, Coach Brantley has done an exceptional job. But you have to think, too, that his position coaches uh, make that happen. They carry out their fakes. Just uh, so impressive to see all the things they accomplished. Yeah, it was pretty. It was a pretty impressive victory. I know I was at the gate most of the game, uh, making sure people got in, and then between the press box and the gate, you know, it was seemed like uh, touchdowns were flying. That's for sure. Well, it was an advantage for Saldana um, being a little closer. They uh, brought a few more fans for Lathrop. That's a pretty good commitment if you. Uh, you either had to buy a ticket or spend, you know, a good uh, amount of time on the road. And so the fans on their side were not quite as thick, but, you know, they, they brought some noise with them. And um, unfortunately for them, they really couldn't get too excited till the second half when they got on the board. But I think when you're behind like that, sometimes uh, getting the ball in the end zone, couple times kind of eases this thing yeah that's true it wasn't uh it wasn't a shutout that's that's something but that's something they can build on for next year because i i don't i have a feeling that uh lathrop and soldatna will be in the mix again next year as well so that's division two congratulations to the soldatna stars for their championship for 2023 State football champions in the Division Two level, Division One. Hey Isaiah, Cambridge. yeah, Isaiah. I got just one more thought there. Oh, go for it. it. Was, Keaton was talking about so high, um, dropping that one to Lathrop last year. I can just picture them in the off season in the weight room, uh, running uh, that extra sprint, and they certainly had the motivation, and you could see it and how they come back. But you know, Lathrop. They're going to be the team that uh, puts in the extra time and realizes how much work they they have to do. So, be interesting uh, and uh, not surprising if we see the same two teams next year. No, it would not surprise me at all. Um, let's see. Next one was the West Anchorage South Anchorage Battle of All Anchorage teams for the Division One title. The last couple of years. Uh, Basically, since we've been at uh, since the Division One championships been at service, it was Juno versus East the first year, and then last year it was Juno versus Colony, with Colony winning it last year, and this year West Anchorage versus South Anchorage. West, the one seed up against South Anchorage, the seven seed, which was you know we talked about it a little bit on the, la the last podcast of how surprising that was to see that and Keaton your prediction again was that West would win and it would be one of the greatest football upsets in history if South ended up winning and for a while it yeah. looked like uh that might actually happen I know I was for a while there it was pretty busy at the gate everyone was staying uh, warm in their cars until that last 
couple minutes before the game started, and then you look up and it's tied. It's within one score most of the entire game until that fourth quarter. Brad, I know you called that game. What uh, what did you see on that game? Well, I think uh, I think it was our friend Wolfgang on the PA that gave the info prior to the game that even though West dominated their first meeting, it was I think eight or nine weeks ago, and a lot can happen. And I thought I thought when he said that, really, can that much happen? But it certainly did. And South uh, has proved themselves a worthy opponent all the way through the playoffs. And sometimes it's injury. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, practice. And uh, we certainly saw where South had a lot of pride. And, you know, when you have a tough season like they did, um, it's no shame to be the runner-up. Sometimes if if you're picked to win a championship and you're runner-up, you're a little disappointed. But South can uh, certainly hold their heads high. West, uh, just impressive all year long, but uh, I think Tim Davis knew that South would make him work, and that was really the case. They came up with some big plays down the stretch, and uh, one thing they did is they they just continued to test South deep, and Antonio just putting deep balls on the mark, and you know even even at the NFL, there's guys that uh, need to you know impress on their deep throws, like the Green Bay Packer quarterback. Sanchez was a great target, but really, that's a great core of receivers as well. Uh, I think you'd be hard-pressed to think of a better core of receivers. So between the skill positions, uh, West, uh, very impressive. Keaton, I know you were watching that game too. What did, uh, what did you think? What were some of the key moments you think for that game? Oh, man, in terms of key moments uh, in the game, obviously, when that game is tied at 21, I kind of was starting to feel a little bit, you know, I'm not going to say nervous, but I guess excited because I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, I mean, West is, you know, probably projected to win this thing. And, you know, South coming in as the number seven seed to be hanging around at 21-21, especially after you got blown out what the second week of the year. Uh by West in the regular season, you know, I don't, I don't think a lot of people are expecting a whole bunch from South, but when that game was tied, I was wondering what, how West was going to respond because this is probably the the toughest game they've played all year, uh, at least in the state of Alaska. Um, I think we saw what they were made of in terms of, um, you know, the athletes that they have, you know, the wide receiver, Aaron Hampton, he came up with some huge uh, clutch plays. Uh, I think he had like over 130, over 137 yards receiving uh, in that game. Uh, he also had a couple of touchdowns as well from um, Azariah Antonio, um, who, by the way, went over uh, 2,400 yards in that game, in the state championship game. He threw for uh, 2,400 yards in the in the entire season, by the way. So, wow. uh, I was impressed with West's resiliency because I don't think they had been tested. Um, up until that point in the state championship game and for them to come back and not come back, but for them to be in a neck and neck battle and then uh, show some resiliency and make some big defensive plays um, late to keep South at bay. Um, I was impressed with that. And then, you know, it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see how this uh, moving forward for South on the, on the other side of this, 
because what John Lewis back in his second year, it's his second stint at South. Uh, and in year number two, um, in the second stint, he's able to get him into the state championship game where a lot of people probably thought they never had a chance to to make it. So I think this is a huge momentum building once again for John Lewis and that that South staff uh, going into to next year. But what can you say? Tim Davis gets it done again. What is it? The fourth state title that Tim Davis has won um, at West. It's the first one since 2015. Um, so. Uh, impressed with the resiliency and um, the playmaking ability of West athletes to to pull up that two uh, two touchdown victory in the state championship game. So that being said, I'll ask each one of you guys. Uh, Brad, we'll start with you. Knowing these two teams and the rosters that they have, what uh, I know it's the way way too early twenty twenty four predictions and things, but knowing the rosters and seeing the rosters. Can we expect these two teams back in the championship? Is is West losing a bunch of seniors, or is South the team to beat next year? Is you know what does it look like for next year? You think? Well, I I think when you look at West, they've been not only winning championships, but uh, virtually in that championship game year after year. It's a rare year they they don't get in there. And Isaiah, you mentioned. Uh, two out-of-town teams, so good comeback for the in-town Anchorage teams to have a West-South fun. I, I don't think you can overlook the coach, Tim Davis. That's a philosophy of play. The uh, players seem to love him. and you know, He builds that feeling of family. This is uh, John Lewis, and you know, that's a little easier when you're, you're winning almost all the time. Lewis has had to deal with uh, coming from behind. And, you know, the early teams they had at South were pretty much in the top half. and Big jump for them. I, I don't know. Give them the same chance as Mike West, who's just made a habit of getting that championship game. Keaton mentioned Hampton and uh, – stats we saw was he had over 100 yards just in the third quarter. And you got to give credit for that. I mean, West came out, they ran one play to the left where they, they almost averaged about 10 yards of play on that play. And they just, it was one of those times where you find something that works and you keep going back to it. Sometimes halftime adjustments aren't that great. That was fun helpful. Sounds like we're losing Brad there for a second. I think, we, I think we are. We're having some technical difficulties, maybe. I don't I think, know. I think we're having a couple technical difficulties with uh, Brad. We'll try to get him back. Keaton, same question to you. Uh, you know, in terms of looking at these rosters going into next year, I, I think South's in a little bit of maybe of a better position than, than West, just in terms of the number of big playmakers that West is going to end up um you know, losing just due to graduation. I mean, Aaron Hampton, uh, a lot has been made of him, obviously, uh, signing with a Division One school in Oregon State, uh, looking to play co college ball there next year. So it'll be interesting to see how he does at the Division One level. But there's also, you know, a handful of other guys on West that are potentially looking at going and playing college football too. So I think just from a roster turnover standpoint, South is probably going to be in a little bit of a better position 
um, in terms of going into next year um, with the the pieces that they're going to have coming back. So I would not be surprised, you know, South for as rocky of a start as they got off to um, in the regular season, the way that they finished this year and going into next year and the pieces that they have coming back, they are going to be a very formidable opponent in the, uh, in the cook and conference um, moving forward and would not be surprised if they ended up making another run at it next year with the, with the pieces of the puzzle they have coming back. Yeah, it's, it seems, well, especially with eight teams in division one, it's, you get those good classes come through and things like that, and they can be dominant for a while. But when you lose that group of seniors that uh, you all of a sudden start depending on underclassmen a lot and underclassmen, you know, I know you've heard it before Keaton, and I know you've said it before. And I think pretty much every coach has said it, you got to learn how to win. And that's a major piece of winning in these big games. And yeah, they learned and, uh, they put it to use this year. There's no doubt. So congratulations to West Anchorage Eagles for the Division I 2023 state championship. Working on getting Brad back for the podcasts, having some technical to, technical difficulties. So while we wait for Brad Keaton, let's go over some UAA, some of the UAA happenings. And then after we get Brad back, we can talk a little bit about the High school volleyball update with the Diamond Service Tournament and then the conference tournaments coming up for volleyball uh, next week and some hockey and swim dive things. But let's talk a little bit of UAA. Well, I can't. I think almost every sport for UAA was going on this past weekend just outside of men's and women's basketball. Hockey was in action. Volleyball was in action. The GNAC Cross Country Championships were being held at uh, Kincaid Park here in Anchorage this past Saturday too. So there was a lot of stuff to cover. We'll start with UAA volleyball, and they're reeling a little bit after this past weekend. They are searching for some answers. They dropped two in a row, uh, ended up losing to Western Washington this past um, Saturday. They lost this past Thursday to, to Simon Fraser. Uh, they were swept by Western Washington, a team which had lost to UAF uh, uh, a week ago on Thursday. Um, in straight sets, and and now UAA is kind of reeling. They find themselves in the bottom of the GNAC conference, and in, in terms of this volleyball team right now, and I'm sure Stacy Meisner, the head coach, would say it, uh, the word that they're probably using is consistency because this volleyball team looks like they are, you know, in the upper echelon of the GNAC conference at times um, during the course of a match, and then you go to the next game, and it's a complete 180 from what you saw in, in the previous set. So, in terms of trying to find consistency, that is the biggest deal for UAA going down the stretch in a handful of games uh, in GNAC play, trying to get into the upper half of the GNAC conference um, this season. I mean, you're led by one senior. You have one senior on the roster, Nicole Blue, and she's done everything for the volleyball team. It's who else is going to step up? Um, Bethany Tuhart has stepped up at times. Isabel Evans also has um, stepped up with some huge plays as well. Uh, Caden Osborne has come in. Uh, on a dual role kind of basis with Makana Elenecki in terms of setting and assists and whatnot. But where is UAA volleyball going to find some consistency and start getting things clicking a little bit, I think is their biggest thing uh, moving forward. They only have three home matches remaining. Um, total, they have, I believe, only 
seven, I think. Yeah, actually, check that. I think seven or eight matches total remaining on the season. So uh, time is ticking away to find find some answers. That is for sure for UA volleyball. Yeah, it's it sounds like it. I mean, they've got, like you said, they've got a few matches coming up. Let's get a, they need to get in a good place before the conference tournament starts. Um, it. Besides, just imagine when girls and boys basketball starts, how how busy some of those weekends are going to be for you. I mean, wow. <laughs> it is going to be pretty busy. And basketball is already see our basketball season's already here. I mean, in my mind, even though they haven't had uh, a regular season game yet. I mean, they are going to have regular season games, men's and women's basketball coming up here at the end uh, end of October, beginning of November. Uh, the men, by the way, have the alumni game coming up at the end of the month uh, next week or this weekend, I should say, the 28th. So if you're uh, in the area, you want to come out and check out how the uh, men's basketball team is going to look against the alumni. October 28th, free event, Alaska Airlines Center, come out uh, and check it out before the men get into the regular season. Yeah, do you have it? It'll be do interesting any... to see the squad. Yeah, it's at 7 o'clock on the 28th, and I was going to ask, Keaton, do you have any – and it looks like we got Brad back. Um, do we have any information on who is playing in the alumni game? Do we know if Lonnie's playing or Carl Arts or any of those guys are playing? Do we know, you know, is Drake coming up? Any, yeah. <laughs> any word Any word on any, any of that of the, stuff? Any of the big guns. Um, any of the big guns. You know, I don't, I don't know, actually. I haven't heard or seen, uh, like, a roster from the alumni. Always it's – the alumni game is tough just because you have to get people that are generally kind of around the area. Um, so I'll be curious to see, you know, Carl would be a good one. Carl arts. Uh, he's played it in years past. I don't know if Carl's going to participate in it again this year. You mentioned Lonnie uh, as well. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, those two guys come along in, uh, and play in it. Um, McCade Olson, I know has played it in, in years past. I don't know if McCabe's going to do it um, this year or not. I have not seen a roster yet for the alumni. I'll have to get a hold of uh, Nate or somebody in the uh, SID world over at UAA to figure out if there is going to be a roster or if it's just like a pickup game. <laughs> Whoever shows up just shows up, you know, when you like talk a YMCA gym game, you know. When you talk to Nate, tell him that if he needs help wrangling up some UAA players – we at the Alaska Sports Talk podcast, we can help do that. Between you, Brad, right. and we can we can try and convince sure. these guys to play. <laughs> I'm all for it. So I mean, I mean, but I'll suit up if you want me to. I mean, I, I think I'm good for you know a couple of runs down the floor, and that might be it. But... Well, you could be the replacement Drake. You can just run three there point go. three point line. That there yeah, you go. Yeah. I'll I'll stand in the corner. I'll move every once in a while, and uh, you know. Just kind of cut along the baseline here and there. You yeah. know, don't expect me to get back on defense too much. You know, I'll try not to get dunked on. So, well, there's but, an easy way yes. not to get dunked on. There's an easy way not oh. to get dunked on, and that's don't by go, not playing defense. Don't go into the paint. Don't go yeah, into the paint, and then you can't get dunked on. Yeah, too. That's true. So, or you just don't play defense. I mean, I guess you could do that just, too. That, just, that is an option. Let him, let him go. Okay, it is an option. Might, might get you yanked from the game, but uh, you know, well, it's just an option. Be, it's 
going to be kind of like the NBA All-Star game. They don't play defense on that. It's just, you know, <laughs> running like that, I guess. True. True. Brad, Again, Brad, uh, oh. I was going to say the men's team, by the way, Isaiah, uh, the coaches' polls for both the uh, men's and women's uh, GNAC, um, where teams are projected to finish. The men's team uh, this season, preseason ranking, they're picked to finish seventh. In the GNAC, and I think seven. I'll be honest. I'm not. I'm not being biased. And I know that UAA, the men's team, has had a roller coaster over the last couple of years, um, in terms of you know record hanging right around the 500 mark. Um, but I think seventh. I'll be honest. With you, I think it's low. I think it's really low. They're going to shock some people. I think um, with the recruiting class that they have coming in, I think Rusty Osborne and Ryan Orton are going to really, really shock some. Um, people going into this season. I think they're going to finish um, in the upper echelon of that GNAC conference. Would not be surprised if they're vying for the one or two spot in the conference um, by the time, you know, into February, March rolls around. Yeah, seventh seems low. That, I well, I think, you know, they're ba- they're basing That's, it. I mean, uh, coaches are basing it on what they've seen over the last couple of years. I mean, let's be honest. UA men's basketball team has been hanging around the 500 mark. You know, so it's true. That's um, true. Coaches have haven't seen, you know, UAA, you know, put the pieces of the puzzle together over the last few years. So but now, you know, just having seen what they have brought in recruiting wise and and things like that, while they're picked to finish seventh, I'm telling you right now, they're not going to finish seventh. They're going to finish in the upper portion of the conference this year. Well, that would be nice. Uh, Brad, are you back? I hope I'm back. All uh, right, yeah, sweet. I got a, I got a lot of insights. Yeah, that's good. It was all of a sudden we could hear you, and then we didn't hear you. Some technical difficulties going on. So yeah, yeah you sound, it sounds clear now. That's good. I'm surprised because I'm uh, right in the middle of the man cave, and that should be a good place to speak out. I, I don't know when I finished up. I was mentioning that. Uh, Hampton had over 100 yards in the third quarter, and it w- was due to some good, well, as his hard running, they made some good adjustments in halftime. They found a little uh, little hole there on the left side. And he, he, you know, he probably got 50 or 60 yards just on their first series of the third quarter. So that was, that was pretty impressive. Uh, I'll jump on, you know, your talks about basketball because, uh, you know, I like it. And uh, I know in the alumni, <laughs> I know, I can tell you right now that Lonnie and Colton, not sure of all the last names, but uh, they're playing against each other in, in the rec league. Oh. And, uh, I'm not sure what the rules are, but apparently it's who can shoot the farthest out. Um, so, you know, it'll at least be interesting if uh, they're in the alumni game, I think. Colton might be on the injured reserve. Uh, and then a comment on, you know, the coaches, Paul. I think one thing that Rusty and Ryan have really done well is with the the portal and the tendency to have a lot of new players, they, they do a great job. When you watch them in the first two or three games of the season, they look like a team that's, you know, halfway through the season and, to do that with a, a a new team and oftentimes a young team, 
Um, I don't think people realize uh, how good a coaching job they've done. Yeah, that's a good point. That is a really good point. They uh, they do a nice job with that. So I, I agree with you, Keaton. I, I, that seems low. I understand why it gets to that number with the, you know, the past records and where they've been hovering, but I agree with you. I think they're going to finish in the upper part of the GNAC conference for sure. We can, uh, we can all go on to uh, GoSeawolves.com and get the schedule. You can also listen here with the Alaska Sports Talk podcast. We'll be going over UAA items regularly, especially with girls and boys basketball starting up here and volleyball getting ready to kind of wind down as far as the regular season and into conference tournament. And that brings us to back to now that Brad's back with us, the volleyball update for high school. We had the Diamond Service Tournament that finished up Saturday evening at Diamond. And, uh, Brad, what do you got to report on that? Well, I took the elevator upstairs. I did some heavy research. And uh, the Diamond Service Team Tournament, uh, as you might expect, ended up with Diamond and Service. Service uh, were able to, to win in the final game, but a lot of games were played. And, you know, as we mentioned in previous broadcasts, the great preview of the state tournament just looking at the in-town teams their last game is on Tuesday so uh, some of them of course will be senior night so it's hard to be late for those we'll play at nine in Chugiak in a game that features some of the, some of the upper echelon teams East who's been Knocking on the door at the top spot. They go to West, who's defeated uh, Wasilla, which very few teams have, have done. So it continues to be a league that uh, anybody says can win. Diamond has a 11 and 2 record. Most service in the East are 10 and 3, and uh, looking to, with a Diamond loss to South, have an opportunity to tie for the top spot. South pretty much locked in at 8 and West is four and nine. Now that's uh, a definite uh, six place finish. And then seventh and eighth, uh, that's going to be either Eagle River and Barlett just with a single win on the season. But even that's an important game because, you know, you get the seventh seed, you're playing the two, and the eighth seed, you're Looking at uh, a top-ranked number one seed. So a lot of seeding things to be uh, sorted out over the next little while. Yep, and uh, I know that the conference tournaments for the 4A and 3A uh, basically start next week. Uh, the Cook Inlet Conference is at service. November 2 through 4, and then the Mid-Alaska, which is mostly the Fairbanks teams, that is in North Pole, November 1st and 2nd. Then the Northern Lights, Kodiak is hosting that, the November 2 through 4. And then the Southeast is traveling to Ketchikan, and they're going to get underway and play the 3rd and 4th of November. So that's the 4A conference tournaments. Kodiak, or let me say Isaiah, who... Radio name is Zeke. Um, they got a 
just one last uh, one last update. <laughs> one last update on the tournament. It is of interest that uh, the tournament starts on Tuesday, um, a week after their final game, and the top four seeds get to host the first day. So this is another big advantage of being in the top four. And then, as you mentioned, service will host um, from Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And one thing that uh, the other uh, CIC teams, uh, volleyball gets to play a double elimination. I think uh, hockey has asked for that. I'm sure the basketball coaches would enjoy that opportunity. I know the Valley in basketball, there's a way if you lose your first game, you can come back and win the third seed. But, um, you know, volleyball, one of the few or maybe the only sports that can really have a true double elimination. Uh, Brad, I would kindly ask that as the person who organizes and runs March Madness, that you never say basketball and double elimination in the same <laughs> breath ever, ever again. A double elimination basketball state tournament would, I I, I think I would lose my mind. I, I don't, it's just, yeah, yeah you, that's. You, you, uh, you'd go from March Madness, Alaska to chaos, Alaska. I don't yeah. chaos <laughs> mate. I mean, it would travel. It wouldn't be even March Madness anymore. You'd have to go. It's <laughs> April insanity or something like that because it would take a month to get done. Well, I don't know, Zeke. Uh, a lot of people. It may might make you go crazy, but a lot of people think you're already crazy. Well, that's that's very true. That's maybe you're crazy. Maybe you're crazy, and and believe me, I've been accused of being crazy. So that's true, but. I, I can't hear a double elimination basketball tournament. That uh, I I instantly started sweating when I heard that. Sounds better every <laughs> time I hear it. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, we're not going to talk about double elimination tournaments anymore. There it uh, goes again. Yeah, yeah. Moving on, the four A conference tournaments and three A conference tournaments. Uh, I'll be getting those brackets here pretty soon, and we'll be posting those. And that you can find all that information on ASAA365.com so you can see the brackets again once they're released. But 3A, we've got uh, Aurora in Delta Junction. The South Central tournament this year is in at Grace Christian School. Then Southeast is in uh, Sitka and Mount Edgecombe. And then the Western Conference tournament is in Nome. And those are all November 2 through 4 or 3 through 4, depending on how many teams are in the conference because you know there there are some that do double eliminations for the conference tournaments in volleyball because it is a little easier to pull off so that is 3a 4a volleyball uh, that's we'll do a little bit more once conference tournaments start next week we'll do some more volleyball talk as well as then obviously previewing the state tournament and then uh i know Moving forward, hockey has not started yet as far as games. That starts on the 26th of October. So first games are the 26th of October, so only a few days before the hockey season starts for high school, which is going to be exciting. I always, you know, I I love hockey, and I think uh, years ago when I first started coaching, 
Brad laughed at me, Keaton. I don't know if you know this story, but Brad, Brad laughed at me because in one of the first practices I was in with him, you know, I kept telling the basketball players, you need to get the ball into the slot. And Brad started <laughs> laughing at me, not understanding what are you talking about? That's that's hockey. That's not basketball. You know, it's in the key. You need to get it in the middle. But what have I been hearing from Brad and from other people is now people in basketball have been calling it the slot. So I don't per, I prefer to think of it as I was ahead of the curve. And that was 20 some years ago now. So oh, OK, not to my All own right. or anything. I mean, you're you're on board or on par with uh, Dr. James Naismith, I feel like. I mean, I, I so, think so. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. not going to yeah. argue with that. Yeah, I mean, just uh, the original 13 rules of basketball or whatever it is. The, the nine rules, 13, something like that. Something yeah, like take it right out of the peach basket. Yeah, right yeah. out of the peach yeah. basket. Get into the slot right by the peach basket. Score two. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I, I feel like I was ahead of my time. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you're you're in your own time now. So I mean, at one point you were true. ahead, but now time has caught up to you. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. Anyway. Well, hey, uh, Keaton, in a lot of ways, I don't think you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're either a genius or you really are crazy. But uh, I wanted to add one more thought, and that is, within the podcast. We'd uh, really like to add interviews, and uh, I'm a little worried about Tim Davis. I was chasing him all day. Um, I don't know. He, he can run, but he did can't he, hide. Did he go to school today? I, I think he probably would have taken a day off. I would A day off seems reasonable, but <laughs> somebody gave me a cell, and uh, I left him some messages. I'm half expecting to see him on a milk cart. Well, we need to. We'll, we'll get them. We'll chase them down. We'll we'll get that interview, and interviews will be part of this show moving forward as well, so we can talk to uh, hockey coaches and basketball coaches and some UA coaches. Hopefully, you know Keaton's got an in there, so hopefully we can swing some of that. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't mention at least that. State Swim Dive is not this weekend, but next weekend in Juneau. So that means conference meets for Swim Dive in high school start on Friday. And I know that there'll be some, uh, I don't know where the um, Region 3 meet is. I know Region 4, which is the Cook Inlet, you know, Anchorage, that's over at Bartlett. But I'm unsure where some of those other ones are. But those meets start on Friday and then State will be next Friday down in Juneau. So that we'll give some updates on that, but next week we'll definitely be pre previewing some volleyball conference uh, championships, some hockey information, because we'll have had some of the first games in hockey, and hopefully we can get some hockey coaches on. And hopefully we can. Brad, you can track down Tim Davis, and uh, we'll see how see if he went to school today on monday or if he did take that day off or anything like that because now i'm curious when you win the state hey, zeke, title, do you do that or do you go into school i don't know well zeke uh, the other thing i'd like to say is i know keaton's there all the time i see him there all the time i watch him when i don't see him but uh i'd like to mention you might not know this but i have an in with the coaching staff so 
I'd like to be involved with that as well. That's true. Between the two of you, you guys have the connections. I'm on the yeah, outside looking in on that one. We'll make it happen. Make it happen. I like it. Well, of course we will. Yeah. We have that's, our ways. That's what we do we here. Have a special set of skills. That's what we do here. Alaska Sports Talk, the three of us, we make it happen. Making dreams come true. And we'll continue to do it as uh, these podcasts continue. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Any last thoughts, gentlemen, on any of the things that we've talked about today? Uh, well, you know, go ahead, Brad, you go first. And then... Well, I'm reminded of something I read recently that um, refers, I think, um, to all three of us, and that is uh, we are uniquely qualified uh, to do God's will. And uh, I, it, I think part of it is these podcasts, and a lot of fun to, to do it with both of you guys. Yeah, uh, agreed. It has been a lot of fun, and it's going to continue to be fun, especially as we get into the basketball season as well and, and the hockey season and then into spring. It's going to be a lot of fun. I feel very privileged to be doing this with you gentlemen. Heck yeah, of course. I agree. I uh, echo that sentiment as well. Uh, I'll also throw out UA hockey going on the road this weekend, UA volleyball on the road this weekend, uh, men's and women's basketball. They're not starting yet. So UA athletics in terms of being here in the Anchorage area, not too much going on uh, this weekend. But next weekend is when it all starts to come to a fruition here in terms of UA athletics getting going. Uh, men's and women's basketball firing up, and then uh, the women's volleyball team back in action. Uh, then hockey will be back in action as well. So, um, com, check it out. Keaton, with all those away games, uh, it's be a good week, week, weekend to, you know, say hi to your wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would be. I, I actually get a weekend off this weekend. So, uh, I think this will be the first time in, oh, geez. Well, first time in at least two weeks, for sure, that I actually have a, a weekend to kind of sit back, relax, uh, still follow from afar, but not have to go into the arena. So that will be, uh, be a little bit little uh, of a nice break. At Garcia's, they're going to say, where have you been? <laughs> I got to get some mini chimmies. I should go down there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I echo that sentiment that with state tournaments and board meetings and other things like that, this will be the first weekend I don't have anything going on since, uh, boy, middle of September. End yep. of September, it'll be kind of nice. Hey, maybe we can, maybe you guys can double, double date. Yeah. Maybe we can double date and get some mini chimmies. Is that what you there just you go. Mini, mini chimmies? Yeah, min, like mini chimmies from Garcia's. We'll get mini the mini chimmy truck. <laughs> well, Keaton, you better order before Isaiah. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Go I ahead. don't eat like I used to, Brad. Okay. No more two of that. For one? For, yeah, it's two for it's two for just one, not two for twenty anymore. <laughs> All, right. All right. We're gonna we're gonna uh stop this podcast and say goodbye before it really deteriorates into <laughs> more insanity uh anyway upcoming stuff that we're going to be doing again we'll talk about it in our next episode hockey previews conference basketball previews state 
bat, uh, state uh, volleyball preview, regular season tournaments for basketball previews. We'll map all sorts of things out for everybody so people know uh, what's upcoming so you can uh, make sure that you are listening. Make sure, like, and subscribe to our podcast. I will tell you, as we wrap things up, we are on various podcast platforms. We are on Spotify. We're on Amazon Music. We're on Samsung Podcasts. We're on the Podcast Index. We're on the RSS Community Feed. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, and iHeartRadio, soon to be on the TuneIn Podcast and Deezer platforms as well. So please make sure that you like and subscribe to these so you can automatically get our downloads and podcasts so you can listen to them at any time at your convenience because I know we all know, the three of us know better than most that lives get very busy and complicated, especially during the school year. So again, like and subscribe, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, just search Alaska Sports Talk and you will be able to find us. Again, this is Isaiah Freeman for Keaton Homer and Brad Lowers. Thanks for listening and look forward to doing our podcast next week for you to listen in. Again, have a great night and see you all later.